0: This is Work From Home, the show that helps you stay connected, productive, and sane while working remotely. I'm Harry, and today we spoke with Joe O'Halloran, who's the networking editor at Computer Weekly. Um, And he's done a lot of writing about the effect that technology is having on remote work. And we wanted to speak to him about a number of questions that we had. We talked about some of the tools that are lacking from our employers when working from home. We talked about some of the tech changes that we can expect to see in the future of working from home as a kind of a result of the pandemic and the lockdown situation. You know, what changes is this gonna have on the technology landscape as we as we look towards the future? And also a question that I was really surprised about, are some of the younger employees among us struggling to adapt to remote work more than some of the older employees? Another one of the articles that you wrote uh, was around UK employees Employees complaining at a lack of tools to work at home effectively. So I wonder, what were the tools that people are lacking, and what can we do to to make sure we can do our jobs effectively remotely?
1: I think this is an interesting thing about all of a sudden we've all become experts on video conferencing and um, Zoom, almost overnight. Exactly, and I think that's it. If we go back to around the situation in February or certainly January, February time, when people spoke about things like unified communications and collaboration, I did hear a professional once used the phrase, downward spiral. And right. it was very much an also a also non-priority for businesses. Sure, yeah. Things like conferencing and collaboration tools that we now have to depend on. Yep, exactly. That no one really bought them. And no one really bought them. No one really trained anybody to use them. And once the lockdown was announced, the first scramble was, do we have a network to get connected? The next one was, okay, well, I'm connected. What can I do about the cloud capacity issues? Mm -hmm. And here's the third thing about who's taught people to work remotely in the first place it was never it was never part of the plan no people exactly. are just really finding this out as they're going along about what works for them where they work and people have just been like thrown into this situation without training without support yep and you just get on with it
0: exactly yeah I think it says a lot about resilience and uh, and adaptability you know that everyone's able to kind of be thrown into this and, and just sort of crack on. And some of you know Alex and I have talked lots of times about some of the companies that you would never imagine would would adapt to this kind of, or rather, would choose to go down this path. Right? Um, it's been really kind of fascinating to see how it's affecting everybody.
1: No, very much so. And this is it. You know, or, or you'd have gone in for a training course, or particularly these like massive organisations. Yep. Or there's, there's there's someone who does training, and you just know it'd be the thing. You, the thing that you always dreaded. Being hauled in for a training course or a system that you didn't really want to use. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is now a business, an absolute business fundamental. But as you say, you, you think you just took the words there. You just have to crack on. That's that's how people have encountered remote working for the most part.
0: Yep, absolutely. And, and talking about that resilience and that adaptability, uh, one of the other things that, that you've written about is that uh, actually younger employees have been finding remote work harder, which I was you know, really sort of surprised by that headline because my assumption would be that actually us younger lot, given the fact that, that we're sort of more digitally native, I guess is the, the phrase I'm looking for, I was actually surprised to kind of hear that that was a thing. Can you can you talk a bit more about that?
1: Oh God, do you know that absolutely astounded me? And yeah, you know, disclosure here: I'm 56. My okay. kids are in, are in their early 20s. Yep. they're digital natives. I can't remember the last time I've had to like tell them how to use something. In fact, it'd be right. really embarrassing if I did. <laughs> you know, and, and they're not techies per se either. You know, I'm, I grew up, with, but they've just grown up with this. So when I saw these things about how many like millennials tell you working, can experience regular problems with the technology. Yeah. And you know, in things like internet, that was a total, total shock to me.
0: Me too. So, so which, so what are they typically struggling with? Um, what, what is the, what is the common problems here?
1: The general things were bizarrely internet connection. Okay. Which, which could be down to a lot of things. Now, get the fifty six year old speaker here. Um <laughs> I think we've as a generation grew up to things not working instantaneously. I'll as cool. I say I'm generalizing wildly here. When you're used to things, you know, kicking the engine or rolling a, a car that didn't start. Yeah. That's kind of how we've like been introduced to technology. Things just don't work first time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Again, apologies for sounding like an old man. Again, technology these days is wonderful. It's wonderfully reliant. People take the phone out, expect it to work. There's an expectation. And I think this comes with the expectation of technology.
0: Yeah, I think that's that that's really interesting. So it's maybe not that they're less familiar with the technology it's, you know, in, in the software that they have to use to to kind of do their do their thing, but it's actually plugging the thing in and, and making sure it's connected to stuff. Because I guess we're just used to recharging our phone and then getting on with things, and 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 that's sort of it, and just at the assumption that everything else just kind of does what it's supposed to. Um, and it generally
1: does in offices, doesn't it? You know, exactly. You know yeah. Ready, you go in the office. That's where you go in the office. Why things work there? Why? Yeah.
0: And if they don't, there's a there's a, a woman or a man that's ready there to to fix it, whose job it is to know how to make it work again.
1: Absolutely, and this is the other thing about the isolation and social isolation. The person who does that isn't there, they're not available. And because of, like, you know, it's COVID, you can't send someone around. If there's a problem with networking, you know, you try getting a BT or a Virgin engineer around to your house. If you're not in an essential worker category, they're not coming anytime soon. And, you know, quite rightly, and I think this all adds up, you know, problems happen that never used to happen in an office environment. And the solution and support just isn't there anymore. So mm-hmm. in a way, I'm putting it down to general expectancy of things to work.
0: One question I did want to ask you is 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 there anything are there any changes that are gonna happen as a result of the pandemic and as a result of this new wave of remote work? Is there anything the government are doing to to kind of adapt to this new this new state of of connectivity?
1: Government no, but and you know this is something I've been working on actively mm. for the last say month now, and but because I, I think this is a huge I think you hit a nail on the head there it's a hugely critical thing mm. with the phase return to work, firms are going to have to make decisions about how they work, as I said, th- three months ago in March, people just had to scramble use what networks were there because they were there. That was the hand you were dealt with. Three months later, firms of all sizes of all ages have three months worth of learning as to how does remote working work, where the pain points are, what are the expectations, what's the training, how can we support people? That's actually really invaluable knowledge. Now the good news is some people are going to go back into the office, as we know it. Mm-hmm. But I think what COVID has done has changed the, the, the way we work. Possibly for good, That when you know, remote working was a nice to have and people did it the odd day here and there, just working on a home on Friday, I think we're going to see a huge permanent shift. What we'll see are businesses planning more, say like, okay, this is what we're going to be doing now permanently, it's going to be different, but how do we make our networks more secure? How do we solve those cloud capacity issues? How do we make the business as good as it can do for this new way of working that they're going to have to deal with? That's that's the big resolution of this. Things are never going to be the same.
0: Thanks to Joe. It was great to get his insight. You can find him on Twitter at JoeyJOH. And as ever, please do share this episode with a friend that you think would also enjoy it. It would really help us find more remote workers who are learning to adapt and uh, keep up with the, the latest changes in technology while they're doing so. You can find more information on the podcast at wfhpodcast.com and we'll be back tomorrow.